Welcome to OpenSAP Invites, your invitation to learn with us on the go. Welcome to Open SAP Invites. I'm your host, Elisabeth Riemann, and in this episode, we'll be learning all about the business benefits of SAP Business Technology Platform with Nice Boineva, Vice President, Platform Adoption at SAP SE. He talks us through key use cases and explains how we can experience the software for ourselves by completing our first SAP Discovery Center missions. Niesboy shares his love of all things sci-fi, his customer-driven perspectives, and extensive SAP expertise. It's a good one, so sit back, buckle up, and enjoy the ride. Nice Boineva is a long-term industry expert who has held various positions at SAP SE. He offers a rare combination of strong technical understanding, business acumen, and design thinking. Nice Boy is currently working on offering the best end-to-end -end experience for SAP's business technology platform. He and his team help customers and partners explore the business value of the platform and to quickly realize their projects. In his 25-year career at SAP, Niesboy has held various positions from development, project and program management, to chief product ownership and product management. He played an essential part in driving the UX and technology direction. He's also a patent holder and published author on user experience and interface design. Niesboy was and is always focused on making customers and partners successful. Let's say hello. Hello, Niesboy. Welcome to Open SAP Invites. Hi, Lizzie. Thank you for inviting me here. You're very welcome. Niesboy, I'm so pleased you're our guest today so we can learn more about SAP Business Technology Platform and the role SAP Discovery Center has to play here. Personally, I'm a really big fan of the Discovery Center because no matter how well software is described, nothing beats practical experience and the missions are both educational and fun, I think. And furthermore, the Discovery Center missions are often featured in our open SAP courses and also in SAP community blogs. So I've been very keen to get you on our podcast to learn more. So thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you, Rosa. You're very welcome. <laughs> so to our warm-up question, Niesboy, SAP Discovery Center has been inspired by space travel. If you could go on a mission to anywhere in space, where would you go and why? Yeah, space, the final frontier. And actually, I'm a big fan of science fiction films, so Star Wars and so on. So think about the planet of Naboo. That would be the first one I would actually think of there. But then also looking at this current COVID situation, maybe even Coruscant with this vibrant life and this kind of big city life would be fairly interesting and so on. And then probably my most favorite would be Pandora from Avatar. So that looks absolutely fantastic. But then, to be fair, coming back to real life, actually, I think planet Earth is pretty cool. <laughs> Excellent. I love that too. <laughs> Newsboy, last year, 2020, was a year we'll never forget, and one that brought us many challenges and lots of unexpected twists and turns, both personally and professionally. And consequently, I guess then, the speed and agility of business transformation are two very important aspects for companies in 2021. So what would you say are the top three requirements or challenges that are faced by companies who want and now need to transform their processes today? 
Yeah, and I think especially last year and still sad fully this year, it's definitely something which we haven't experienced before. To to be very fair about, I think the challenges are the same. They have been even the same for the pandemic. However, they become much more obvious right now through the pandemic. So as you already mentioned, this kind of speed of change. I mean, before we also had the very quick rising like speed of innovation change. When I look back at my 25-year career at SAP with the big innovation steps, I mean, the intervals between bigger steps, they become shorter and shorter. And now having this pandemic situation suddenly became very obvious that suddenly really within kind of within a day you need to change your complete business set up there being kind of in lockdown situation you need to adjust your business in order to evolve so this really is kind of this first of all ability to keep up with the speed of change so really like yeah lockdown overnight and i think then the second thing we also we as humans we need to accept this changes and the speed of change there so, for example, kind of when the lockdown happened and so on, that people, okay, like when we look at like in Europe and then, for, for example, also in Germany, we had this very bad situation in Italy. And then kind of people in Germany said, well, that's just Italy. We are safe here. And then kind of really accepting, no, it's also coming to us. It will be affecting others. We also have to change. I think that's a very good example from everyday life. And it's the same in business life where you also do that there. And then, of course, kind of, I think the third challenge when we come also kind of looking at the business world is kind of the being ready, being able to adapt to that change. And I think that from my point of view, that is pretty deeply bound into technology. So you need to have the right infrastructure in place. You need to already be on a digital journey there. So you have to have to be able to have at least the key parts of your business to have that digitized. And then you need a proper platform actually to, to enable a quick and efficient innovation of your specific business processes. I think the platform, as you said as well, that's really key to really enabling this transformation and really enabling this speed as well, right? I mean, it's something that we can't ever underestimate. We learned that last year and it's showing us again this year that it's still equally as important and it's something that we need to stay with and invest in as well. Absolutely. I think the platform is absolute, absolutely key there. And I think that is when we think about that, you have typically your core system, the classical S4 HANA ERP, formerly ERP systems. We have success factors, Ariba, and to be fair, there are also non-SAP systems in the environment there. And all these are there stuck, they're interrelated. The complexity gets more and more, gets, is being increased. So therefore, that's one of the key elements where you need a platform underneath it where you can really adjust your business and also in a non-disruptive way. Absolutely. And I think, as you said as well, things are becoming more and more complex. And we're talking about hybrid landscapes, right? So we're talking about different vendor systems and bringing those all together and making it as simple as possible. So this leads nicely to the next question, because SAP Business Technology Platform provides the fundamental technology to solve many of the challenges business face today that you outlined as well. So I'd really like to learn um, how can we experience more about the power and the value of SAP Business Technology Platform for ourselves? Yeah, and I think you basically are asking here for two things. It's about, first of all, the power and then the value. So maybe let's start kind of with, with the power of the business technology platform. And for us there, uh, when we talk about business technology platform, I, I like to break it down to four pillars. Uh, the first one is 
Well, it's always about data. So we need a database which, which respective data management capabilities. Once you have data, you want to be able to analyze it, have all the analytical capabilities. And now looking in today's world, we have so much data, we have so many analytical capabilities. So it's becoming very hard for us humans to be able to, to, to do all this analysis there. So therefore, intelligent technologies can help us very well to figure out what are the key essence, where we need to focus us, how can we more efficiently extract the right data and, and make use out of that. So all these elements bringing together. And then the fourth element, it's, and I would really call it the core of the business technology platform, which we would call app development and integration, or formerly called extension and integration. And integration is a very interesting thing because integration is so key. The tricky thing about integration is you don't notice integration if everything is working well. So if it is running very smooth, then you don't know integration. You just notice your lack of integration if things are not running smooth and you suddenly have strange business processes and you have to re-enter data from one form into another one and you're handling access and sending out emails and so on. That is when typically integration is broken. And then the wide field of extension where you can adjust business processes, build up your own, your own applications, put it on mobile, adjust workflows and so on. So that's a very wide space. Yeah. And I guess there are two really closely interlinked pillars and areas as well, right? Integration on the one hand, that has to be seamless. And as you said as well, when it works properly, we don't notice it, which is the ideal solution, the ideal situation. And the other one is extensions. And they're something that, that our customers also want to need to bring everything together and to be able to customize, make changes and to bring those all together, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And actually, when, when we talk about these two elements, extension integration and app development, and I mentioned that is kind of the core. Before, and that might be something where we also want to talk about here, because it was earlier this year when SAP made this announcement about the SAP Cloud Platform the name of the SAP Cloud Platform being sunsetted. And we typically have a lot of confusion and requests from customers on that. So what a platform before last year, you were always talking about two platforms. Now you sunset the one there. Now let's be very clear about that. We are just sunsetting the name SAP Cloud Platform. The key capabilities, especially these extension integration capabilities, they remain and we all put it under the umbrella of business technology platform. And that name was also out there. We were talking about that also for over a year, a year and a bit, a bit longer about that. So really don't be worried. It's just kind of that we focus on the name business technology platform. That is our branding. And I'll tell you later why I love that name. Okay. No, and I think that's really good. And I was going to ask you otherwise how SAP Cloud Platform fits into the mix here, because previously we spoke about integrations and extensions, and it was always under the umbrella of SAP Cloud Platform. And last year we had a platform on a platform, so it was the business technology platform on the one hand and SAP Cloud Platform. And I think that confused many of our customers. And so I think it's really good now that that clarification is there. Um, I recently also listened to a podcast, um, SAP Integration and Extension Talk. This was formerly the podcast known as SAP Cloud Platform. And it's in episode 68 where they explain the sunset of the SAP Cloud Platform term. And they also focus on all topics related to SAP Integration Suite and SAP Extension Suite. So I guess I would really recommend episode 68 of SAP Integration and Extension Talk there to anyone who's interested as well. Sounds like a very interesting one, definitely. <laughs> Coming back to your second part of the question and how do you learn about that and what, what can be there? And, and to be fair, 
we have many great ways of learning about business technology platform as well as other aspects there. For example, like just this week, we had a great event. It was an enterprise architect summit organized by ASAC, a three-day virtual event last year. And that was actually my last business travel. It's pretty exactly one year ago, we had the same event in Philadelphia. So that's always cool when you're there kind of can meet people face-to-face -face or know in a virtual way. And you kind of have the sessions lined up. You can pick the ones, you can talk to experts. And that's the next thing there, talking to experts, expanding your network, attending workshops and so on, or talking and listening to partners. So these are all great ways of learning about that. And then we have many more, probably more kind of, if you're kind of more, have to do it more by your own, more through digital channels. So blogs are a great channel. We have, of course, all these great online helps, including learning juries. There are tutorials, especially focused for developer and our developer community out there. And then the community itself, their broad, broad spectrum of where you can also connect to people from other customers, to partners and other experts also outside the SAP company there. We have we have options like guided answers, which are product specific. If you give you nice insight there, and then we have the more technical resources like the API business, this hub, the service catalog, and so on. There's a large list of customer stories out there, and and we will come to that pretty, pretty soon. There we have this so-called discovery center mission, which I believe has some more special situation there. But maybe before we go into kind of the details of that, I promise you that I tell you kind of why do I love the name business technology platform there? Yes, please tell us. Why do you love it? <laughs> and that is because it's a B. Not only kind of my second first name starts with B, but I love the B because it focuses the B, the business of the business technology platform. Because actually, to be fair, kind of typically when we talk about technology platforms and when we start talking about, just like the two of us did there, we talk about technical capabilities. Great, we can do integration and extension. We have intelligent technologies and all these aspects. But in the end, what is it? How do we bring the business aspect in there and therefore create business value in with by, by using a business technology platform? And I think that is actually by yeah, actually creating business value. And that typically is that you realize specific use cases, being that specific steps within your business processes, being at whole business processes, being at new elements out there. And therefore, and I think that is something where we should definitely look deeper into. How, how do you realize such use cases? How do you identify those use cases? And first of all, also make sure what are the right use cases for you? I think that's key. And it's, as you said, you know, it's putting business right at the heart of what we do. And I think, you know, we can be very much in love with the technologies, the services and everything that we produce. But I think we always have to remember that our customers are using it because they have a business to run. That's why we have the platform. I'd like to bring our conversation now to the Discovery Center, because I think this provides a, quite a unique way of getting real hands-on experience of the SAP business technology platform. Can you tell us more? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think you, you already phrased it, Nina. I mean, this is kind of, it, it, it's a very special situation there. And within the Discovery Center, we have two key elements, and that are the missions and the services. But let's start with the mission part, because I think that is which is the more directly or more obviously directly related to the business side there. And when we talk missions there, and we, we, we started with kind of mission into space, and that was actually the original idea we had behind it, because kind of, yes, we 
people want to all accomplish a mission. We are on a mission. That's kind of, in a way, a nice term out there. But for now, I don't want you to think about the mission as a space mission, but think about it as a mission as a use case plus. And I talked about later what's the pluses, but let's start with the use case part, because that is, as we just said before, that is how you can actually realize the business value by bringing in kind of realizing a use case there. And therefore, when we look about, typically, I also like to consider this kind of the what. What is it what you want to achieve, what you need to achieve? What is your business challenge? What would what you require or what you, would you want as an outcome and how was and, and what would the solution look like? And then typically you're also very often interested that well nice, but what have other customers done to achieve that? So what can I learn also from other customers there? And then so digging deeper into that, then we very often come and it's one of the next questions customers then typically have. What do I need to do? How does it fit into my landscape there? So therefore also, okay, this is also something I have these systems running up there. Now I need to adjust. Do I need to buy something new? How do I do that? And so on. So this kind of landscape fit and so on is a very obvious one. And then very closely related, okay, okay, what are the components are required to that? And then, of course, also very, very often and very early in the mind of the customers, what will that cost me? So also making sure, okay, can, am I able to afford that? And that is typically the point of time where then customers make the decision, okay, yes, first of all, I found the right use case. That is what helping, is helping me to increase the business value I really want. So therefore, probably making a decision, okay, yes, this, this is what we need to do. And then the second part comes in, and then now we come to the plus part where I said the mission is a use case plus, and that is the how part. So how do I make that happen there? So also kind of starting with learning assets. What do I need to understand and kind of there learning the right elements? Typically, it's about applying new technologies. So I also have to learn some new skills and so on. So making sure that I find the right assets, being it reading a blog, maybe it's a learning journey, maybe it's a tutorial, maybe it's just a video, or maybe I just need like uh, two, two sentences to read and then I fully understand it. And then based out of that, and that is where we really see a lot of customers really being very positive about it because the customers always ask us for guidance. How do I do that? What is the best practice and how can I, can I achieve that there? And that is actually really the core part of the how part of the mission there where we say, okay, we give you a best practice guidance and we have that in form of a project board. And think about it like a Kanban board where you have specific phases, like the first phase, the introduction phase, we also learn about, kind of confirm the use case and so on. And then we guide you step by step through these through these elements there. And those are kind of the key elements there. And then we have tons of elements within this project board. We'll probably come to that also in, in, in a minute on that. But then while doing that, that is where you can really self-run that. But we don't really want to leave you alone. And very often, to, to be fair, kind of also when you're new to the topic, you might run into that, well, I have a question to ask and so on. And that is then we'll actually link you up and hook you, for example, to the community. And you don't have to search for the community. We immediately link up the right community where you can connect to other people, ask your question and so on. Or if the community is not helping you, we very often have for our missions also experts available who actually are call themselves typically coaches there and who you can contact in case you get stuck in there. 
I think that's a brilliant um, aspect of the Discovery Centre that when you embark on a mission, you're really not left to your own devices, but you do have that SAP support. So the, the product experts, the people who've maybe written the mission in some cases, they're actually available on hand to give you that practical support to really make sure you have this kind of success story that you've really implemented something end to end. You've understood it. You've grasped all the different touch points. And there's that really success aspect at the end of it, right? That's That's really good with the support. Absolutely there. And I think it's also a nice way where customers can really kind of really work on the pace they want to do it on their own. So nobody is giving the pace. They can really decide how, how they do that and so on. So we give them all this help. And it's also a nice balance looking also now in the COVID situation. I mean, it's showing kind of we need to find the right balance kind of, of digital ways and then having still kind of the human face-to-face -face touch in there. And this is kind of where customers can really select the, the right balance for themselves here. I think finding the happy balance is really key there, isn't it? And if we look at the landing page of the Discovery Center, it's broken essentially into two different catalogs. You touched on this a little bit, but I think we could maybe discuss it a little more. One is the, the mission catalog and the other one is the service catalog. Can you just summarize a little bit for us how these two differ from one another and what they entail? Yeah, very good. And exactly, can you say it like you, the first big entry points, mission catalog, service catalog. And as I said, kind of mission, if you're not sure what a mission is, remember kind of it's a use case plus and so on. And so, for example, when I talk to customers, I typically see like two ways of working. The first way of working is people who have a specific problem in mind, who want to kind of create a big business value there. Very often, like people in the line of business approach IT, people say, look, we need this and this from you. This is which is typically very closely related to a use case there. And for those people, actually, I would recommend to start with the mission catalog, and then you can browse through the use case list. There are various ways of filtering that, search options, and so on. So make sure you find the use case, which is actually exactly fitting your, your specific requirement, or at least close to that. And then you can go through the details, as I described before, look at what other customers have done, and you can tweak it to your specific needs and so on. And that is how you can get started on your innovation journey and realize that use case. The second element of the Discovery Center, the service catalog, is what I would probably look more at, yeah, being a bit more creative way of driving innovations. And I mean, we're now in a podcast, but in a video situation, I would show you now some Lego bricks here and typically think about these. He has the Lego bricks there. <laughs> <laughs> and think about kind of back when you were a child and playing with Lego bricks, you had this kind of pre-thought things, but then very early you would jump in. What else can I build with these environments, with these elements? And that's actually the same when you think about the platform services. So they're great platform services. What happens if you combine them in your own specific way and thinking about that being creative there and by that deriving some innovative stuff, which also differentiates your business from that. That is where the service catalog entry is a great one. So you can browse through the services again, find specific criteria, look through it, find details in there. What, what is it all? What are technical, technical capabilities? But, and I think that's also pretty cool, within the services, we also connect what we call related missions. So we show you the missions who make use of that specific service to give you an idea what use cases have been already realized with those, with those services and give you another entry point actually to start your innovation journey. 
Mm-hmm. And I think it's like you said earlier as well, it's when you're setting out, you really want to know how other customers have implemented similar use cases and really learn from their experience as well. So you're not starting from complete scratch. So I think that's really good there too. Also looking at the, the landing page, um, there's a control center within the discovery center for users to really aid the usability side of things. Can you explain what the control center is for and how it supports someone who's embarking on a mission? Oh yeah, absolutely. And the control center is... Once you've started a mission there, I mean, first of all, typically you start, you're not being logged on, you can browse them there and you actually find most of the information without being logged in. But once you're working in there, and I would think kind of in the mission, let's come back to this kind of space analogy out there. So we are in our spaceship and this is our mission and I have the cockpit of, of the spaceship to, to steer my specific mission. Now the control center is, is your control center to control all the missions you're running out there. So also making sure kind of yeah, kind of the missions are in sync are in line and and from there okay okay i need to continue working on this mission these are the next steps so it's really giving you the control of all the things you're doing to, together within the discovery center so it gives you a nice and very quick access and it actually adjusts also to the way you're working so the content you've been touched and you've been working on that is presented there to you and really focusing on the things you should be aware of and you need to do Mm-hmm. And I think there are some aspects of gamification in there as well, right, with badges and things that you can earn. So you can imagine you're kind of there in your spacesuit and you're kind of getting more um, expertise and uh, you can really build on that. Yeah, absolutely. And you can rank up there. So it's also kind of based on kind of science fiction. So actually, I'm also now at a pretty high level there because I started so many missions by doing that and and completing missions and so on. So overall, kind of the the expertise and so on. So yeah, hopefully that was that you will also enjoy it. We thought that was a great way of also bringing a bit fun to the game and to the work. (laughs) I think fun's important as well. And it's really good that you can track your progress then within the control center itself. An additional question that I have within that context when you're on a mission, can we adjust and tweak missions? Is that possible? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's a very important question to ask because that is where often kind of a misunderstanding is when you look through those use cases and so on. And they're very well defined. They're very well specified. We have customer stories. We have all the details. And then as a customer, you might say, well, yeah, it's, but it's not 100%. It's so, so. Yeah, but that is exactly the, the key point of that. If it would be always the same 100% mission and use case, and it would be always working this, the same way for all the customers, then we wouldn't need those missions. And we could very simply make that part of our standard delivery. And I think really the, the key element in really driving innovation, also thinking about digital transformation, is making sure that you as a customer or that our customers realize the use case in their specific way, also realize the use cases which are specific for them. So Therefore, it's, of course, always possible to adjust the use case. It's just giving a good starting point. It's always easier than starting somewhere on the greenfield if you have something to start for and tweak it and adjust it. So, for example, when you think about this project board and all these specific cards, you can add cards, you can remove cards, so therefore adjust the steps, you can modify them. You can also add more services, delete services from from the mission and so on. So that is really in the end. Once you start a mission, you get a personal copy of that, which is really fully up to you. You can fully flexibly work with that the way you want to work with it. So that's amazing then that you can really tailor it to your own requirements then. You don't need to take something as a given. It can really be adjusted, tweaked to suit your own requirements. That's really, really good. While we're talking about missions and services and how to get started, I am interested to hear which are the most popular ones 
Yeah, that, that, that's also a good question. And actually, we, we regularly track that also there. And the absolute most popular one is probably not a big surprise when you think about it, but it's actually getting started with before it was SAP Cloud Platform. Now it's SAP Business Technology Platform, setting up kind of the basic structure like enterprise and accounts and so on. That is what every customer actually has to do once he's getting started there. So therefore, I think it's also a great way of, first of all, being quick, because I think the mission really speeds things up for you and it also to helps to understand how to work with missions and it's also a nice starting point to continue working in the discovery center working on further missions and then looking kind of then the next kind of popular missions are kind of like about extensions so for example right now we still have many customers on an erp basis and they want to extend that with with the business technology platform and i think it's also important to know and to understand that even on-premise systems and we still have many on-premise systems running can can be extended and leveraging the, SAP, the power of SAP Business Technology Platform. So, of course, we also provide missions for that. And then we have other very popular missions like automate data extraction from business documents, leveraging artificial intelligence and, and other side-by-side -side elements or setting up an event-driven geomarketing, which actually is in a, adjusting workflows and so on. So it's, it's a long list of, of missions which are run on a very nice way <laughs> and very often. Some really great content that we'll also include in today's episode show notes as well. Nisboy, you're very experienced when it comes to SAP Business Technology Platform and the Discovery Center. And so I'd like to ask, how have you found in your experience how does the discovery center really help speed up the digital transformation process yes first of all i think it really does speed up that's actually why i put also kind of me and my team we put so much energy into that there and, and maybe kind of let's let's take an analogy and not too far away when you think about a digitalization and digital transformation I think, first of all, digitalization is a prerequisite for digital transformation. And we could probably do just a podcast about these differences and kind of what are examples going into that and, and so on. So, but, And I think kind of one of the prerequisites in businesses that you have at least digitized your core business processes. The good news is if you're running SAP products like S4HANA, ERP before, SuccessFactors, Ariba, FieldGlass and all our products, actually those parts of the business you have already digitized there. But now that is a good starting point. You can even transform it a bit with it. But you really, if you're asking, if you want to be able, like we said in the beginning, this kind of quick, non-disruptive way, that is where the business technology platform jumps in and there. And that, so for the business technology platform, I really see as a key enabler for, for enabling your digital transformation. Now, how to make best use out of that and being kind of not having kind of the platform in place, but also really being fast in the execution out there. Think about kind of what we, what we just talked talk to you about these kind of missions, these kind of complete enablement packages with all the elements in there, making sure kind of you can make sure it fits to your need, you, needs, you can adjust it, you, you understand kind of what you need to do that, how to do that. You get all the relevant learning assets and only the relevant learning assets, so you don't have to search for them. You kind of get really in a nice step-by-step-wise, learn what you need, when you need to learn it, and get directed to the right tools and configuration steps and so on. So actually, what faster way of implementation and realization can there be? That's so true. It's so, it makes it so easy when it's like one central entry point and then you have easy access to all the different assets and also people to help you as well to complete the missions. 
And and Nice Boy, what's been the customer feedback so far? I guess you've had some conversations uh, with with customers to find out what they've been doing about their use cases, about their success stories. What can you share with us there? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I can tell you, we've got some some very positive feedback out there. But before I kind of like being proud of the positive feedback, let, let me point out one element. I, mean, I think customer feedback is absolutely essential. Before me and my team, we were driving this, this platform adoption, especially with the using, using the discovery center and creating missions and, and all those elements. We were very playing an essential part in SAP's user experience journey. And one of the key things we learned is how important it is to directly work with customers, understand what they want and what they need. Always a big difference also, but therefore, that's a very key. So therefore, of course, we are constantly asking for customer feedback there. And actually, we're constantly working with them. First of all, we get, of course, direct feedback when they're working with them and interact with them. But we're also setting up specific initiatives like during usability tests also, during workshops and so on and get all this feedback and so on, which we put back into the product. So, for example, November last year, we launched a second version of the Discovery Center 2.0, which was based on a lot of customer input there, where we better understand the ways customers were working, making it easier, making it more smooth, so really having the smooth workflow there optimized and adjusting more and more. And to be fair, that journey never stops there. So we're always continuously working on them. We just launched another customer engagement initiative to be there on the rise and understand that. Concretely, we got very positive feedback there. We're doing a lot of rollout activities. So whenever I present the concept there, customers love that and so on. And after the, such events, we always see also a spike in numbers of people kind of visiting and starting those missions in there, which is always very good. So so maybe this podcast, or I'm pretty sure this podcast will also give us another spike there and so on. And then also don't be shy to, to give us your feedback there. First of all, on the way you're working that, but also on the content. Also, if you're missing a use case, we'd be absolutely happy and um, to hear from you. So we know, okay, maybe that's the next one we will then create. Mm-hmm. I think that's so brilliant that you say, you know, customer feedback, user feedback, so important that it's continuously fed back into the discovery center to improve the usability on the one hand, but also to to grow the portfolio of missions and services that you provide there too. So that's brilliant that it really is for our customers and for our learners there. And on the landing page, Niesboy, there's also a section that includes information aptly entitled Explorers, which I also think ties in nicely with the space exploration theme as well. And these are customer stories. Can you maybe highlight a couple of customer stories there as examples for us? Actually, yeah, these customer stories, and like I said before, like that's always the first thing, or at least one of the top three things customers ask, what have others, other customers done there and learning to that. I'm also working a customer, a couple of customer councils, and they were brilliant because their customers exchange and learn from each other. So therefore, these customer stories are absolutely key. Not all customers want or are allowed to share their story with us. So internally, we, we, they talk very often to us, but then sharing it with other customers, party being in competitive situation and so on. So therefore, we don't get all the customer stories we would like to publish there. But of course, we fully uh, value the and the confidentially with our, with our customers there. But we have some great stories there. Let me give you one example there, and only one, because otherwise I would never stop talking about about, about this here. But looking back, one's good. <laughs> <laughs> looking at this COVID situation, we had like the Parkland Hospital there, who actually 
got a bit overloaded on, on the call center line with all these requests on COVID and so on and worried citizen calling in there. And they then implemented one of our uh, chatbots there, which asking kind of the most commonly asked question and putting that in line on kind of the chat, which actually helped them. They also got some pretty positive feedback of people that uh, that was much quicker than waiting in the line for until I find a, got a person in there because the main questions were actually directly answered there. But maybe before going into other customer stories, I would really like to invite you to explore for yourself. As Lizzie says, go to discovery-center.cloud.sap, go to the missions in there. And already on the missions here, they are visualized as tiles. You find customer names in there. And by clicking on the tiles in there, there's a tab called customer stories where you can very easily and nicely explore those customer stories already in the context you might be interested in. Very soon, we will also add the customer stories to the service catalog. So right now, we just started about the mission side on that. So also kind of the other entry point, our service catalog, when you go to the services, then we will also very, very soon, and I'm typically looking at this kind of roadmap technique, we're not allowed to tell you the exact date, but it is very, very soon there. So, so. so watch this space. We should go to the Discovery Center and keep checking the content there and see how the cosmos is being enhanced there with those, those different aspects. That's brilliant. And the thing I was going to jump in and say as well, it's probably a good point if we're encouraging people to go straight to the Discovery Center and get their own hands-on experience in working with the software, we should point out it's free to use, right? It's Absolutely. And I think that's a very important point. And actually, that was one of the, let's maybe call that funny things we found out through our usability test that people were reluctant before kind of you go on the discovery center you're not locked in and then at one point in time we encourage and ask you to start a mission and actually we figured out that many people were reluctant to press this button start mission what will it cost me do i have to commit to something or so no nothing at all it's just kind of making things easier from there and you have your personal environment so you benefit from it you do, there are no licenses applied with that of course when you realize the mission you will have to consume some of the services and so on. That is where some license fee were then applied, but they're not coming through the missions. They're actually coming through the actual consumption of SAP services and, and applications and so on. And there's also no commitment. You can also completely undercover if you don't want to be contacted by anybody. Nobody will contact you, so that's very easy. But on the other hand, if you want to be contacted and want the help of, for example, our aspects, they're absolutely happy to help you. And I think that's such a brilliant opportunity, right, to try the software free of charge to a great extent and to really get that hands-on experience as well. And because it's free and essentially open to everyone then, who exactly is working with the Discovery Center now? Who's working there? Who's doing the missions and creating content? Can you tell us more? So we have a large amount of people who are actually creating that. So let's start with the SAP side of things, because here we have like people in product management, product owners, but also, for example, I recently hired some consultants, our internal our SAP consultants, to create missions from the project they've done with customers there and put that out there that also other customers can, can benefit from that. Some of you might have heard of our uphouse offering there where we offer very kind of specific design thinking approaches, very innovative ones. And those people are putting more and more of their projects now into missions there. So, so we have many people who actually create that. We also have our service organization like Preferred Success and, and Enterprise Support who also create their offering and offer that as missions. But I think one other very important and key element are our partners out there who also create missions there. And I think that is a great expertise because partners very often have very specific business-focused knowledge, which we at SAP don't even have there. So therefore, having partners 
partners in the game, it, it's brilliant in there. And it's also great for the partners because for that, they get a very good and direct connection to customers who are interested and looking for some expertise in a specific area. So it's a win-win situation for everybody because we can really connect with people who need to work together. Absolutely. So Nisboy, I think as we start to wrap up this episode now, can you maybe let us know again, how do we access the Discovery Centre? How do we register and how do we get started? What kind of steps do we need to do immediately after listening to this podcast to get to work with our missions? Okay, I mean, the easiest thing is, and I think it's an easy URL to remember, discovery-center.cloud.sap.no.com anymore. So SAP, we've got our own our own brand there besides it. So that's easy. If you don't remember that, you can always Google for it, Discovery Center SAP. You will find it immediately. And I think one... We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> and I think once you're there, it's easy enough. You get also some guidance, start browsing through the missions. If you want to kind of look at the use cases plus, as I've told you, if you're looking more for the technical side, start looking for start browsing at, at the services and so on and once you're ready in there you you'll, you'll, you'll be easily guided through that so starting a mission out there if you press that button we we ask you to log on if you don't have a user you can easily create a user with your email and so on if you already have an sap user you can reuse that of course and so on so so i think it's fairly easy I think it's fairly easy. And we'll include those important links in the show notes. So there's no excuse for not going and trying everything out. <laughs> okay, Nisboy, to conclude today's episode, please can I ask you to summarize three key aspects of SAP Discovery Center for us? Yeah, that is now kind of coming a bit to the elevator pitch. It's always very tricky to put it down into very few words out there. As a condensed version, let's say, I would say like it's tangible use cases with a self-paced guided implementation for rapid innovation. I like that. That's really good. In a nutshell, very good. <laughs> Nisboit, thank you so very much for being our guest today. I think you've truly awakened our curiosity and the explorer in each and every one of us. So I think that they are now well and truly mission ready. Thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to talk to you. And it has been a pleasure talking to you about the Discovery Center today. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to Open SAP Invites. If you enjoyed this episode, please share and leave a review. And don't miss your next invite. Subscribe now. <laughs>